1: Matt Weston is a two-time International Music and Entertainment Association Male Country Artist of the Year, and he's just joined us here now. How are you today?
2: I'm doing pretty well. I just got home from work, and uh, I'm a mess right now. So I just wanted to apologize. I I need to clean up a little bit. So yeah, uh, but I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's good to be here.
1: well. Good job. This is radio. Um... <laughs> Nobody will ever know about the cleaning up. Okay.
2: I just gave myself away then, all right.
1: Yeah. Well, your debut album is called Legacy. What is the basic premise, would you say, behind that album?
2: Wow, okay. That's an easy question and a big question. It really is. Um, Well, uh, I'll give you the short story. Uh, Basically, um, I was pursuing acting in Los Angeles. when my father got sick Mm. and uh, this is after I'd already quit engineering. I'd been an engineer for, I don't know, about six years. And um, well, I lost my dad and moved back to Pittsburgh where I'm from. And I was just, uh, as you could imagine, I was devastated. You know, Mm. I was lost. I was angry. I didn't know what I was going to do. And honestly, I didn't really care at at that point. I was just angry Yeah. and um, I was lost. So, uh, just one day, you know, I realized, you know, my my dad, my family, my parents, they raised me to be a different kind of person. You know, I wasn't meant to be this downward spiral kind of uh, self-destructive person. Yeah. And um, I decided, you know what? My dad loved my singing. He'd always encouraged it. And I needed a distraction, honestly. So mm. I decided that I'm going to do a, a, an album and dedicate it to my father and um it was just really something that uh i didn't know if it was going to help me or not but yeah it was a distraction and in the end it became the thing i'm the most proud of in this world and it was a huge part of my healing process yeah and the whole thing is dedicated to my father and that's why i named it legacy and uh in the end you know it ended up starting a new legacy for my own life so uh it's kind of like a triumph out of tragedy story hmm. Um, and it's become an inspiration for some people too. So you know, out of darkness, there's been uh, there's been some some triumph.
1: Yeah. Even though it's been effective at healing you and overall probably had a positive impact, did you find it quite hard to write it like during the process?
2: Uh, well, here's the thing: I've I've written songs for a long time, and um, yes, yeah. I uh, I didn't write. My songs for this album, oh. I I couldn't. There's no friggin' way. I um. I was just a mess, man. I really can't even tell you how
1: yeah
2: uh, how bad I was. Um, but what it did is it allowed me to work with some amazing people, amazing songwriters and publishers in Nashville, which ended up being even better than if I had written these ones myself because, um, I got the material that I wanted like in my heart these are songs that were meant to be on this album these are songs that I personally identified with and chose for specific reasons and it allowed me to forge relationships with people in the industry that has actually helped me now further along in my career Um, so honestly uh, I think if I would have tried to write that album it would have it would have taken a lot longer and probably I don't know. It might not have turned out as a happy story. I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't have a lot of positivity in my brain at the time, you know? So I was looking for, I was looking for other things, other messages that I would like to get out there. Um, I just couldn't find it in myself at the time. Um, but luckily right now I actually just recorded my first, um, I just recorded a song in Nashville called Thin Blue Line that I wrote oh. um, with Joey Scott. And I just recorded it with some of the greatest musicians in the world. Uh, Brent Mason on, on guitar, who's like considered in the top 10 all time session yeah. musician. Uh, just an honor and a pleasure. Um, so now I'm in a better mental state where I can write and, uh, and you know create um, a little bit more personally. Um, healthier mentally and emotionally.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's quite cathartic to write songs now that you're able to do it?
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, writing for me has never been just something I would do for fun, to be honest with you. It was weird. It's, It's always been something that's been very personal and I don't like to write fluff. I don't like to... And, I, and that's why my album, I picked songs that had messages and meanings to. Uh, I just, um, writing has just become kind of a, an escape into my own world sometimes. And it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, cool, it's a cool experience. It's, it, it, I could describe it a hundred million different ways. Yeah. It's, um, the creative process is always showing me new things. And uh, you think you know how things work and then you're like, wow, okay you know, different way to think, a different way to work. And it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a journey. It's been a journey. And I think it'll continue to be a journey.
1: Yeah. How did your journey start off then when you were younger? How did you first get the bug to start making music?
2: Mm. Well, you know, I've always loved music. I've been involved with, um, you know, the, the band and orchestra when I was in school. Um, I'd been writing songs and poems and things like that since I was a little kid. But um, the first memory I have really of just kind of falling in love with music, I was about three years old and my, my dad had given me a cassette tape of Elvis Presley's greatest hits yeah, or something like that, you know, uh, golden hits or whatever. And I sat there on my bedroom floor and listened to the whole cassette and was just in awe, you know, yeah. uh, Elvis Presley, you know, he's, um, he's Elvis, of course, you know, yeah. one of a kind. And as a three-year-old, I'd never heard anything like that, and I think that's what really kicked it off. And then, as I got a little older, I fell in love with singing and uh, basically taught myself how to sing by emulating guys like Elvis or Frank wow. Sinatra.
1: That's quite impressive. I'd never known how to sing, and probably mm-hmm. never will. Mm-hmm. Was it easy for you?
2: No, um, but it was fun, and it took a while, but yeah. I did it in a fun way. You know, it was in the shower, in the car. Oh like yeah. Karaoke things like that, you know, uh, just um, learning how my voice works, trying to uh, emulate some of these, uh, these guys that I grew up listening to. And eventually, you know, you keep working your muscles out, they get bigger. Same thing with your, your voice. It's, Mm. it's like a a muscle and a skill and you learn that mind body connection and you can just grow and continue to grow until you um, know how to sing. That's how I did it. I didn't know I would be, a professional singer when i was a kid i had no idea oh, yeah. i couldn't sing at all <laughs> i got rejected from school plays you know so there's still hope for you man there's still hope for you
1: well i don't know i don't really have <laughs> any plans to be a musician but maybe to sing my own jingles could be a thing but it was definitely <laughs> worth going through that for you to learn yeah. to sing for you yeah. definitely wasn't it
2: you know it's funny when you look back and you connect all the different dots in your life and uh, a bigger picture starts to take shape um so a lot of times a picture that you never realized um was even possible uh so so yeah i guess um geez going back all the way to when i was three years old really changed my life forever uh, and you would never really know you never really know
1: yeah absolutely have you had any people you've worked with that have kind of meant a lot to you
2: oh wow i'll tell you what i
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today.
2: I have forged some relationships with um, writers and publishers and musicians Hmm. um, and engineers and producers that I consider like precious dear friends now. Wow. Wow. because to me, like doing pursuing music was very deeply personal, and for a, a reason that is from deep down in my heart. It's not about I want to be on the screen. I want to be famous. I want this, or that. It was just it was personal to me. Yeah. And so when people that I was have been blessed to work with understood that, and they had the they understood my vision, and they respected that, and they gave their heart for, you know, what I was pouring my heart into, and they gave their hearts too. Yeah. There's just a bond that is forged. There's a bond that uh, it's a beautiful thing. It, it's really, um, I don't know, what's the word? It, it just When you're in harmony with other people over something that is so emotionally important and heavy, um, you tend to forge relationships yeah. that last a long time and they're special it's not just like an acquaintance friend that you knew in school these ones have more meaning Mm. and uh that's one of the biggest blessings in starting to pursue music you know it wasn't just an escape for me it ended up giving me basically a whole new life yeah um i never expected that never
1: is it kind of like you're all part of this little family of people wanting to make the music
2: Yeah. Family is a good word for it. I mean, I, I tend to say uh, brother a lot. I call yeah. people brother a lot. You know? Maybe it's because I grew up watching uh, Hulk Hogan.
1: Yeah, know? probably. Uh, uh,
2: but, uh, but then, I, had, you know, my song, Hey Bro, has been my most successful song so far, uh-huh. written by a friend of mine. And um, it just, it's funny. Um, I feel like art is starting to imitate life and vice versa. Just things are starting to man- mold together and men like, come together. And uh, now Hey Bro's a song. So thanks a lot Hulk Hogan. And there's another three-year-old memory. Yeah. You know, I love Hulkamania
1: and all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> you seem to remember a lot of stuff when you were three. I can't name one thing. I, know. I, don't
2: know. I remember I stole a pack of gum when I was three. Whoa. I still feel
1: bad about it. Yeah. You've not even caught. been charged yet? No. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, it was bad. Well, yeah, I got it. it's okay. The the police are Don't listening. Steal, kid. Don't steal. <laughs> have you had any big standout moments in your musical times also that mm-hmm. have also meant a lot to you?
2: Yeah, actually this um, this past year, um, I was honored by my school district. Oh. Um, as a distinguished alum as one of the distinct distinguished alumni. Um, and I got to perform in front of my, uh, my whole school district at a community event. And I had, uh, certificates and posters and whatnot, you know, from, uh, from the, the government and the, I guess the local, you know, the local government and the state yeah. Senate and whatever, recognizing me as distinguished alumni. And that was kind of surreal, you know, because yeah. when I was in high school, nobody knew me as a singer at all, at all, you know? And here I am back, like, who is, no way, no way that's him, you know. Um, but life changes, man. And that that was really one of the most surreal moments um, so far. And uh, one that uh, I will always cherish. My parents met at that high school. I'd graduated from there. My whole family went there. and And now I'm... I'm, you know, a big shot, so yeah. <laughs>
1: it's kind of neat, it's really neat. It's quite a good high school reunion, isn't it? You're being the one that's oh, been recognised oh. and the others are just office workers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, man, I should have a reunion coming up in a couple of years.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. How well, many I'm years the- is it supposed to be?
2: I'm not going to tell you. Oh,
1: oh yeah, that would be giving it away. But <laughs> no. What would you say makes your music unique compared to a lot of other country artists?
2: Uh, well, I like to make music that I like personally. I don't yeah. want to make stuff that I wouldn't like. So, um, there's always going to be a personal. Um, what's that? Uh, Sorry, it's been a long day. There's always <laughs> just going to be you know, a part of what I like in it, no matter what. And I like to have, you know, I like classic country. I like the outlaw country and uh, not so much the modern country, the pop stuff. But uh, you got to yeah. stay modern enough to be relevant. So yeah. I try to mix and incorporate all the elements of what I love about country and then add in some things that make it a little bit more contemporary um, so that there's something for everyone. Um, but it doesn't lose its, um, it stays true to, to country music. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, I'm working, my band right now is, uh, I'm putting together a band right now, uh, mm. to perform, uh, locally. I haven't really had a band. I've had struggles with forming a band, mm. uh, but I have a great band right now and they're like, man, you're what country music needs today. Like you. You got, yeah. the, you got the testosterone and the masculinity and the, and the fun and the, and the edginess, and just all the, you know, a mixture of like classic country stuff and like steel guitar and some some banjo in there. But you also have some rocking guitars and great drum beats, and uh, just, and all your songs have a message. And it's like, this is what country music should be, not this pop music that they're passing off. Yeah. And if you hear that from these seasoned musicians that I'm playing with was really just uh, humbling um, because I'm just making music that I like. Hmm. So um, I don't know. It's just my my voice I've heard that it sounds familiar yet unique. People don't know, <laughs> is that a guy I've heard or not? Interesting. You know? But that, I think that's a good
1: thing. Probably. I like the idea of doing music that you like because I think one of the key things about being an artist is you have to do what you want and it maybe doesn't matter if nobody likes it. You have to do it for yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think you lose a lot of the magic if you're trying to please everybody. Um because the real creativity has to come from inside. It has to come from you. You can't fake that. Yeah. You know, so I think that might be What sets it apart? Plus, it's also working with these talented people that make me sound good. Mm. People that understand um, my style of music, what I like and what I'm looking for. And they're all in and they they give me what I want. And they all take pride in it, just like I do. So it's, it's surrounded by some very, very good people. I think that is really the true difference. Yeah.
1: Well, where are we able to check out your music online and everywhere that it may be? Mm-hmm.
2: Everywhere. Um, well, first off, you can find me at Uh All the links to my social media and where you can find my music are right there and some pictures and uh, biography, things like that, all the information you need. But I am on uh, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Um, I'm on AMI jukeboxes. Um, I don't know why I couldn't get on touch tunes. They're they're tough to deal with. I don't know.
1: I think a uh, lot of places are tough to deal with with submitting music.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. Um, And I'm on YouTube as well. And... um, but my social media—I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, probably if I can find time. I know that social media is starting to expand right now. There's a couple new websites. Yeah. Uh, there's like MeWe and Parler. I'll probably uh, add those on
1: as well. Yeah. Just to reach. I'm not sure people. about Parler. I've heard bad stuff about that. I'm not it's, sure about.
2: It's just it's growing, so I'll probably have to. Honestly, if I didn't yeah. have Facebook, I wouldn't have Facebook. But yeah, I, exactly, you know, so it just comes with the
1: territory. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
2: I really appreciate you having me, and uh, it's nice to chat with you.
1: ACast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
0: wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and
1: monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com The Throbbing Pulse of Sound sound, sound, sound. The Toby Gribben Show